Week 14 is here, and this is when shit matters most. Outside of the playoffs, this is when it matters the second most. You're either here because this determines if you get the one seed, you get the bye. If you get in the playoffs, it might help give you a vision if you're going to be in last place and you got to do whatever bullshit punishment your fantasy league makes you do. Hopefully, it's on the other end. It's on the former where it determines how good of a seeding you get in the playoffs, not just if you get in there. Because if it's up to me whether you get in the playoffs, brother, go elsewhere. Unless. Unless I give you the best advice there ever is, like I always do. But enough yapping. It is time to lock you in a playoff spot after week 14. Let's get the W. I'm going to go over the top running backs, the top wide receivers. If there's any running backs or receivers that get hurt, there's an update, there's an injury, some bullshit happens that doesn't add up to what I'm yapping about in this video, you can find the updated answer on bdge.co where all the full rankings are on running backs, wide receivers, kickers, defense, quarterbacks, tight ends, assholes, whatever. Let's go. Running backs, let's let's uh, start off some spicy takes. Devon A. Chan, he deserves to be RB3, okay? And here's why. In the four-game sample size we got of A. Chan, if you take out the game where he ran one play and tweaked his knee and left, if you don't hold that against him, because I, I don't think that's fair to factor that into his average points per game when he played one fucking carry, when A. Chan's involved and he will be moving forward, he averages 29 points per game. 29. CMC, who's the GOAT, Averages 20. Bad. A chain is him. I'm not going to lie, the matchup isn't the best. The Titans do have a top 12 run defense, but the Dolphins have proved if they can face a team that they're better than, like, as long as the team they're facing isn't good, as long as they're just mediocre, if they're mid, in which I'd say the Titans are, they have no problem beating the shit out of them, running up the score, and giving the Devon A chain two more touchdowns than the one he's already guaranteed to get. And you might have a 35 piece from A chain this week, and he might be the reason to get in the playoffs. So let's talk about the piece of shit, Zach Moss. I had him at RB11 last week. I gave him respect, and he disappointed me. I'm going to give him respect one more time, even though it hurts. Because even last week, when he was bad, he still got volume. He had over 20 touches, 19. He had over 20 touches, 19 carries, three targets. Titans were a tough matchup. This week, he gets to face the Bengals run defense, who it's not good, it's not bad, it's not above average, it's not below average, it's the definition of average. They gave up the 15th most fantasy points to running backs. And I'm just going to bet on Zach Moss one more time based on volume. Volume is king, and he got all the goal line work. I think he scores this week against Cincinnati. Uh, kind of jumping out of order, I feel like I should touch on Eckler real quick. He fucking sucks. Past three games, three games combined, he has 16 fantasy points. That used to be Eckler's like guaranteed minimum. Am I getting the usual 16 from Eckler this week, or is he going to pop off for 25-30? Now it's like 16 might be his ceiling. I'll give him one more chance to redeem himself in this RB1 range because of all of his history of being the GOAT running back and facing Denver, who gives up the most fantasy points to running backs. Very favorable matchup, but short leash for Eckler. If, this, if he doesn't do it now, his ass is as the only way he could redeem himself. Like championship Eckler shows up in week 17 and drops a 40 piece joe mixon apparently he's feeling young again he's the rb8 on the year what are you doing that good joe mixon chill look good Bengals team is playing a little bit better than i thought they would with jake browning at the helm at the quarterback position and now he gets to face the colts who are very favorable very friendly to running backs they allow the fourth most fantasy points shout out to joe shout out to joe he's worth a play uh one guy i think is worth pumping the brakes on just back it up a little bit tony pollard 
past three weeks, past almost month, I know he's been finally showing you the value of what you drafted him to be worth. But let's pump the brakes, all right? He now has to go face the Eagles, who have the number one run defense. They give up the fewest fantasy points to running backs. I know CMC cooked them last week, but they just got their ass beat. I don't think the Eagles are getting their ass beat back-to-back weeks. I'm trusting this front seven to back down Tony Pollard. Uh, Raheem Mostert, it's time. It's time where the baton, the momentum, the hot hand, it's shifting in Miami and Devon H. Double-digit points. He could get you 10-plus points even in the secondary role of this backfield because that's how good Miami's offense is. But, 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 if you need Mostert to be what he was the first 13 weeks of the season where he might be able to carry your team to a win and get you that final playoff spot, I think those days might be gone. He will still provide value. He will not lose your week. But I don't think he's going to carry it and win it for you either. Uh, Ravens backfield, we could just talk about a bunch of split backfields while we're at it. Talking about a bunch of split backfields, the Ravens, I, I still, I'm still not a huge fan of Gus needing to rely on scoring a touchdown to be worth anything, because if he doesn't, he's going to give you about five points, but it's the Ravens, they score a lot of touchdowns, he's clearly become the goal line back, RB2, fine, fine. Keaton Mitchell, though, I like giving him some love, I like giving him some spice, I like giving him a chance, and four straight weeks, his snap percentages have gone up, and the Rams aren't a great matchup, they give up the seventh fewest points to running backs. But if you just watch the dude, there's some electricity on, under his legs, all right? He's explosive, he's speedy, and he could bust a move. Based off recent performances as far as usage goes and just based off what my eyeballs tell me, I don't mind throwing him in the flex spot and taking a swing on him. A little risky to do that. It's not just week four where you could just try shit out. You kind of need a win now more than ever. But Keaton, I'm trusting you. More split backfields. I'm just going to run through who I prefer out of this bullshit. Uh, Ford over Hunt. I don't even know if that's a hot take. Hunt kind of annoying he like led in rushing attempts last week for the browns i don't i don't know all right i don't know hunt like i said annoying but two weeks ago it was the opposite ford was seeing 70 percent of the snaps hunt was seeing 30 percent. i don't fucking know all right i still lean ford texans i still lean singletary over pierce panthers look i gave out some mean advice last week on the panthers i said they are worthless i said i wanted nothing to do with this backfield juba hover proved me wrong we had to eat one. That's That happens. I needed to learn the lesson, but now we know. That's the good news. We learned. Bucks were a tough run D. Didn't stop Hubbard from having a day last week. And Sanders, if you have him, he's fucking dead to you, dead to me, dead to all of us, dead to Panthers fans. Why are they paying him so much? And the final one, this is the trickiest one, the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt there's a few. I doubt... There's like many of you at all out there that have both of these guys and really have to determine which one one of you have to start. Hopefully it's just you either have one of them or you have none of them. I'm still leaning Herbert one more time. The way I look at it, I like Roshan, but I, I just I think it's a total different game than what we saw versus the shit Vikings. This Lions team actually has a phenomenal run defense. I'm going to give Herbert one more shot. Both of them are, if you're desperate, can be a flex play. Me and the experts have them. Like, neck and neck so it doesn't really matter it's kind of a coin flip who i have over the other my mood changes all the time but me and the experts we got herbert we we, we barely got herbert all right let's move on to wide receivers remember though if there's any running backs i didn't talk about and you think i should have you wanted me to there's on our, you want to know who to start between rb57 rb58 you can find all those answers to those questions on bdge.co we need to do the like uh, Disney Channel. Have you seen on Disney Channel how they like draw the Mickey Mouse thing and like the old commercials? We need to do that where I could draw like the BDGE logo.
All right, wide receivers. Uh, shout out to uh, Michael Pittman for being. Shout out to both Mikes for being the goats. They are the most undervalued or the best valued picks you could have made in fantasy football this year. They were going in like wide receiver 32, 34 range. Right now, they're both like top 12 receivers on the season. But shout out to both Mike. Michael Pittman, though, he's my man. He's my man. He's a top 10 wide receiver this week. No joke. In seven straight games, he's seen over 10 fantasy points. Talk about consistency. Talk about output. And that's in half PPR. If you're in PPR, it might it's probably like seven straight games of like 12, 13 plus points. I might even be lowballing him. Dude's been cooking. He's coming off his best game of the season. Let him let him do his thing. Bengals could be better, could be worse matchup. I I I think he's matchup proof. When he gets 16 targets like he did last week, it doesn't matter. 49ers wide receivers. I think they're both explosive enough, and this offense is good enough to have them both as fringe wide receiver ones. Unfortunately, someone's probably going to get the short end of the stick just because there's so many miles of feet between both of them, CMC and Kittle. I have no way of predicting who's that going to be. Are they feel like running the ball with Debo or not? Are they feel like giving screen passes to Debo or not? Are they feel like relying on Ayuk or not? I don't fucking know. Either way, they're good enough to keep them up in that range. The Seahawks are bad enough. They give up the eighth most fantasy points to wide receivers to where both of them deserve some love. All right, we've been going pretty fast pace. We've been going pretty hot, pretty smooth. It's time to take a step back. A moment. To admit I was wrong. Admit I might have messed up. I don't, I don't mean I just like, oh, I made a mistake. I fucked up, y'all. I fucked up and had Jamar Chase outside the top 30 wide receivers. I didn't just have him outside the top 10, 15, 20, top 30. He did a Jamar Chase thing. He went for seven. Demo, and you put him outside the top 30. I could give you an excuse. I could give you my reasoning of why I did that, and I stand by my take. Doesn't matter. Result is the result. I doubted a top five wide receiver in the league, and he showed me why I shouldn't. Jake Browning, shout out to you as well. That's all I got to say. I'm sorry. I know sorry does nothing. Like, if you are out of the playoffs now, you are probably Cup. Um, yeah, kind of kind of like the Niners where sacrifice of the other, and that's why I have them back-to-back. That's just where they need to be. I think we're slowly starting to see Puka – Switching the chains and him starting to go above Cup. And I wouldn't be surprised next year if he's drafted before Cup. That might be an obvious. Wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked if that's how the offseason fantasy draft go next year. Ravens are a tough matchup. They give up the fifth fewest points to wide receivers. So, no, I can't just put these guys back and guaranteed in the top 15, top 12 wide receivers again because of their names. The most recent game, tough matchup, and they're still slightly inconsistent. I don't know slightly. They're inconsistent. One guy I've been swinging on and missing on, Josh Downs. Yeah. I still want to stand by him. Might be the wrong move. Might not be very smart. But Josh Downs with Gardner Minshew still averages eight targets a game and over 10 fantasy points per game. That's the definition of what you're looking for in a flex play. Can he get me 10 points or more? And Josh Downs with Minshew has done that. It's coming off two rough games, I know. The fantasy performance, the end result have not been there. But two weeks ago, he had 13 targets. And last week, I don't have an excuse for you, all right? He didn't come back with 13 targets. He didn't come back with five catches, 60 yards, and a tutty. He was just bad. The volume, the volume is still there. The recent performances with Minshew are still there. I still believe in him. I believe in Pittman. I believe in Downs. Maybe I'm putting way too much in Minshew. But with Minshew, he has been
guy, but I really want to talk about him. I'm passionate about him. I like Rashi Rice a lot. I think he could be a sneaky fantasy football playoffs goat. Just like Jeremy McKinnon was last year, it could be the Chiefs again running it back, giving you a sneaky goat, and it might be Rashi Rice. In back-to-back games, he has seen the most snaps he has seen all season. He's seen the most targets he's seen all season and the most reception. 10 and 9 targets, 8 and 8 receptions, receptions in well over 60% of the snap. They need a wide receiver one, and they look to be leaning on him more and more. Regardless of if he's worthy of a wide receiver one, doesn't matter because it seems like they don't trust Kadarius Tony Sky more, Justin Watson, the MVS, yada, yada, yada. Travis Kelsey just a name, yada, yada, yada. I think Rashi Rice might be a sneaky playoff goat. We'll see. Either way, the volume has been there in back-to-back games. Buffalo's probably going to be high-scoring. Let them eat. Uh, Packers wide receivers. This is one. This is one, if you're watching this video now, wherever I have them ranked on the graphic you're looking at, just check the website. Check bdge.co to see if they change because they probably will. Based on the status of the injuries, based on what the hell's going on, I'm seeing all kinds of different reports about Christian Watson. I don't have a straight answer, all right? What I do know is... The Packers are finding themselves. They're clicking. And the Giants give the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Kind of sucks. I want to say this game is like a primetime game, which is not the best game for primetime. Not the best at all. Yeah, I think it's Monday night. Either way, I, I really like where this Packers team is heading. Yeah, that's that's just one you got to check the website on because they're going to move in all over the place. So obviously, if Watson is out, that really helps Reed and Dobbs, and he probably should be out. He's retweaking the same goddamn hamstring, but... Who knows? Thielen, it's over. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's not like he's just coming off of two rough games. He's coming off like his two worst games of the season. I, I mean, Jonathan Mingo's out targeting him in the past two weeks. Maybe they're just trying to see, is Mingo actually worth the shit? Do we have any good wide receivers on this team that has a future here? Because while Thielen's been great, he doesn't have a future, all right? He's like 30, which is probably like actually like 32, but still, he's old as fuck. Feels it. And then finally, I'm fucking bouncing all out of order. Gabe Davis, I just want to talk about him. That's on you. All right, if you're coming to me, sharp analysis on Gabriel Davis go somewhere else all right you know what you're getting into if you're looking at me to give you the answer on if you should start Gabe Davis in week 14 and put the responsibility on my shoulders on whether or not Gabe Davis is going to get you in the fantasy playoffs piss off you know what you're doing you're flipping a coin with Gabe I don't it's the Chiefs they're probably going to need him coming off of a bye week probably going to score a touchdown if I had if I had to guess but Brother, don't come to me for the official answer. I'm not telling you what to do with Gabe Davis. No, and to be honest, I tell you to go elsewhere. If anyone actually out there is making fantasy content and acts like they have a real analysis on they know if Gabe Davis is going to have a good or bad week, they're just acting confident and lying to your face, okay? No one actually knows. Even though I'm telling you to look elsewhere, no one actually knows what the hell goes on with Gabe Davis on when he wants to be good and when he doesn't. So, J-Mo, J-Mo will be real with you. J-Mo will be real with the, in the answer of, uh, None of us actually fucking know. Even though we do this for a living, Gabe Davis is the one anomaly where we don't know. All right, enough Gabe Davis talk. That might be it, folks. Um, Yeah, that's it. Real quick, two QBs I want to start. Just throwing them in there. I don't know why I'm talking about quarterbacks. Jordan Love, Josh Dobbs. Them, they've been my most underrated and my favorite fantasy players all season. Give him another chance. Love, he doesn't need another chance. He's like QB9 on the year. He, You... He needs to give you another chance or ever doubting him. And then Dobbs, you need to give him another chance. I know he's coming off of a butt-fuck game, but the Raiders aren't that tough of a matchup. And he still has seven games this season, over 17 fantasy points. We'll take that. Enough yapping. I'm getting out of here. Again, check bdge.co to find the updated rankings 
up until game time, up until some injury report, up until some stupid shit happens that doesn't add up to what I said in this video. BDGE.co for all quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, kickers, defenses, everything. Thank you. Good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.